Well, good morning. This is uh, Pastor Daryl Tate from Highland Park Baptist Church coming to you this morning by uh, Radio Devotions. What a great joy it has been to share with you this week, and I look forward to once again sharing with you from the truth of God's Word. Thank you for tuning in, and if um, you're in your home today, maybe you're in your automobile, maybe your place of business, maybe uh, maybe you've been in the hospital or you're even in the hospital as we share together, wherever this time finds you, I pray that you'll be encouraged through the reading of God's Word this morning. Uh, let's open up our time together uh, in prayer. Uh, Father in heaven, we just thank you so much for this time to be together this morning in radio devotions. We know, Lord, that your Word never returns void, that it accomplishes wherever you send it, the thing that you have intended for it to accomplish. And we pray, Lord, that it will do a great work in the lives of everyone under the sound of my voice today. Teach us, Lord, how to be people who are filled with your Spirit, who are yielded and surrendered uh, to who you are and what you want to do in our lives. So God, just bless this time together. Thank you for the radio station making this time available, and we just pray that it would be a, a, re a rich, rewarding time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you've been with us this week, you know I've been talking through a series of sermons that I'm beginning to preach at our church family called How on Earth. And we are talking about a number of things such as how on earth do I know how to witness or how on earth can I learn how to forgive, those kind of things. And um, all week this morning on the radio, I've been talking about how on earth can I live a spirit-filled life. Because our text comes from the fifth chapter of the book of Ephesians when Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus. He challenges us to be filled with the Spirit, and this is what he says in chapter 5. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So he says to us, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. What exactly does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? It does not mean that every day we get more of the Spirit or that we get the Spirit in incremental portions, that today we have one level, tomorrow another, and next day another, and the longer we're saved. That's not what it means, because we talked about the personhood of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person, not an it, not a force, not an energy, not a wave of emotion. The Holy Spirit is, is a person. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a third person of the Trinity. That's how we refer to the Spirit of God, not an it. So you receive a person all at one time. So to be filled with the Holy Spirit does not mean that we get more of God. It really means that God gets more of us. So we talked about the work of the Holy Spirit and what the Scripture has to say about how the Holy Spirit works. For example, He works to reprove uh, or to convict. And in John chapter 16, the Lord Jesus talked about that. that. Those are His words, that the Holy Spirit reproves or convicts. So the Holy Spirit reaches into the life of a lost person, breaks through their, their consciousness, if you will, 
and shows them their need for a Savior and the truth of God's Word. They may reject it, but it is the Holy Spirit that brings to bear the truth of God's Word to a man's heart and mind. And He shows them their need for a Savior. If they recognize that need and if they surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, accepting what Christ did on the cross as payment of their sins, then that person moves from death unto life, from darkness unto light, and they become saved. But once we're saved, the Holy Spirit is not done. The Holy Spirit has a continual work in the life of the Christian. You see, he brings the lost person to Christ. He takes the saved person and every day works in us to make us more like Christ. He does that through his various ministries and works. We looked at them yesterday, two of them, in, in essence, that he has a teaching work and that he reveals to us the Word of God and the truth of God's Word. The Holy Spirit also has an intercessory work in that he prays for us. From Romans chapter 8, we read how the Spirit helps our weaknesses, that he prays for strength for our journey. And how in verse 26 of Romans 8 where it says that he prays for our wisdom uh, to be fulfilled or, or to be realized from God. For he says, we don't know what we should pray for. But the Holy Spirit reveals that and how he continues to intercede and says that he prays for God's will in our lives. That's what he says in verse 27. And then he prays for us with an eternal love in Romans 8, 38 and 39. So that is his teaching work and his intercessory work. And then yesterday, we begin to look at the cleansing work of the Holy Spirit. And we refer to this word cleansing, we refer to it as this act of sanctification. As long as we're living and following Christ, God, through the Holy Spirit, is working to sanctify us for His honor and for His glory. That word sanctify means to be set apart it means to be reserved for holy use. It is a work that will never be completed until we get to heaven. Listen, if you've been with us this week, you've heard me say this, that when we get saved, that is our justification. When we meet God in glory, that is our glorification. But from the cross to heaven, we live in this time called sanctification, and we're all at different places in our faith journey, our spiritual walk. We are set apart for God, but at the same time, we are being set apart for God. And every day, He is working and working and working to make us more like Jesus Christ. So, Part of this cleansing work of the Holy Spirit, uh, Paul talks about in Romans chapter 8, where he, he says, first of all, in verse number 1, that there is no condemnation. Listen to this. There is no, now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The condemnation has been removed. Verse 2, he says, there's no bondage. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. He has liberated us from the law that we could never keep from the death sentence that was passed upon us and we now have the liberty that the Holy Spirit has brought into our lives because the Bible says you know the truth and the truth makes you free. It does not result in bondage. Verse number four and five, he talks about being filled with the Spirit that there is no fleshly pursuits. He says in verse four and five, in the righteousness of the law that it might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. We walk, we live, 
We desire to pursue God because we surrender to the Holy Spirit's work. There's no condemnation, no bondage, no fleshly pursuits. Also, he says there's no carnality in verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That word carnal, it means living consumed by satisfying fleshly desires. Carnality is feeding our flesh and starving our soul. Carnality means ignoring the opportunities to grow the spiritual man. Prayer, the Word of God, worship, fellowship of Christian believers, all of those things are part of what feeds the soul of the Christian. Let me say some of those things again. Prayer, the Word of God, worshiping together with other believers, fellowship of, the, of other believers, all of those things are essential because the Scripture names them. They're essential to feeding the flesh. But if we're, in, I mean, excuse me, feeding the soul, but if we're interested only in feeding the flesh, we want to run to parties and we want to we pursue worldly pursuits and, and we put these kind of, of non-flattering Christian programming and entertainment into our lives. We are consuming the world's garbage in our flesh and starving the spiritual man. That is carnality. That is carnality. And listen, the Bible says to be carnal-minded is death. But to be spiritually minded, listen to this, is life and peace. So the cleansing work of the Holy Spirit in our life is not condemnation. It breaks the shackles of bondage. It changes our direction from walking in the flesh to walking in the Spirit and feeds our soul, not the flesh. Now in, uh, in uh, verse number 9, notice he uses these words, You are not in the flesh but in the Spirit. Now, did you get that? If so, be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now, I want you to bear down on that statement that the Spirit of God dwells in you. If you're a Christian, where does the Holy Spirit live? Friends, he lives in you. The Bible says... Do you not know that you are bought with a price? Therefore glorify God, which is in you. The Holy Spirit of God upon salvation moves into your life. And you become the temple, the tabernacle of the Spirit of God. He says it two more times in verse number 11. But the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Did you hear that? He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit, here it is again, that dwells in you. As the Holy Spirit of God indwells my life and your life, he guides us, he leads us, he cleanses us, and he sets us apart for himself. Now listen, we do not judge another person's salvation experience because God is the righteous judge. I don't know who's saved and who's not saved. The only person that I know for sure, 100% who is saved, that's me, and that's because I was there the day that it happened, all right? But I don't know anybody else's heart. Only God knows the heart of another person. So I can't judge another person's salvation, nor can you. God is that righteous judge, but listen carefully. We do know the Bible is clear that those who belong to him 
have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. And that indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit is continually setting that person apart from the world. Do Christians sin? Yes. Do true Christians live continually in sin? Friends, I don't find that in the Word of God. What I find is if a person is a true believer, they've truly been saved, they've truly living under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, then their body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The presence of God's Spirit lives within them, and He is continually doing this sanctification work and His cleansing work to set them apart from the world to be used for the glory of God. So though we don't judge another person's salvation experience, we do make observations, right? And those observations can be very uh, uh, powerful observations that sometimes reveal, you know, this person, they may say one thing, but their life speaks so loud I can't hear what the words are saying. So there's no condemnation, the Bible says, no bondage, no fleshly, fleshly pursuits, no carnality, because the Spirit of God dwells in you. So find great comfort in that, that when God saved you, that He did not just leave you on your own, but He says, I'm going to put within you my spirit. In fact, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being our down payment, <laughs> okay? Uh, that he gives to us as an earnest hope that one of these days that the spirit that now lives in us will be made all over again in a new glorified body and will be before the triune Godhead in glory for all eternity. But while we're walking this earth, we have the spirit of God who lives in us, who teaches us, who intercedes for us, who cleanses us. So when we are filled with the Spirit of God, we're not getting more of Him. No, we're letting that Spirit teach us or His Spirit teach us. We're letting His Spirit intercede for us. We're allowing His Spirit to cleanse us and to make us more like Jesus Christ. So we yield we give ourselves over to the Lordship of Christ and we are continually being filled with His Spirit as we surrender uh, our desires to what God has in store for us. Thank you for time together this morning and for tuning in. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this short time we've had together today just to speak your truth about the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, that you don't leave us comfortless, but you have sent this comforter who lives within us. And God, thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit teaches us and, and um, prays for us and convicts us, and that, Lord, your Holy Spirit cleanses us. Lord, thank you for the time to share together this morning. I pray for every listener that you just bless their heart today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. This has been Pastor Daryl Tate from Highland Park Baptist Church saying God bless you and have a wonderful day.